Before the arenas, before the awards, this is Before Nashville, the podcast. Here's your host, George Davis. And welcome back to another episode of Before Nashville, where we introduce the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And I've got a special guest with me tonight. Uh, it is Miss Stephanie Ryan, and we're going to do uh, something a little bit different tonight. So here we go. All right, so Stephanie Ryan's with us tonight. Stephanie, thanks a lot for hanging out. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Miss Stephanie Ryan. I should do that professionally, don't you think? <laughs> Not that part. Everything else seemed to go kind of haywire, but yeah, we did a good job there. Hang on here. I'm going to turn the lights back up. So again, we can see what we're doing here. And there we go. I love the party uh, lights. It makes me feel like I should have had a darker background. I really, I, you, know, you, asked me, you asked me earlier today, do you want me to bring a guitar? And I wish I would have now. I could have had you strum it and just kind of uh, lip sync the song, but we don't want people to <laughs> lip sync. So we won't do that. No, on the calls, there, there's always a delay too. So I'm hearing it at one point. I'll be mouthing the wrong words at the wrong time. <laughs> It'll just be a mess. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I, good news is I can sync this all together so nobody will ever know the difference. <laughs> so, so how have you been? I've been good. How about you? I've been doing good. I've, I've been doing really good up until I thought I was going to be some mastermind and bring you on, make you feel like you were on the stage and all that. And I didn't introduce <laughs> you properly. And I'll know the next time we'll do it again and we'll do it right. So, no, it was um, good. I enjoyed it. Uh, we, you know, I played a little bit of Whiskey Regret, which is one of Stephanie's songs. You can check it out on Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Music, Pandora all that good stuff, but we're going to talk about another song that she has here in just a little bit. But first off, I want to uh, introduce you to hopefully new fans, people that have never heard Stephanie Ryan before. And if they haven't, quite honestly, shame on you. Um, let, me, <laughs> let me give you, this is a quote that I read about Stephanie, and it was an exciting vocal talent who enthusiastically blends together country rock and pop sonic sounds to create stylish genre that's uniquely her own. I read another quote here that you were compared to Miranda Lambert, and um, there was another artist in there. I know Miranda was one of them, which, by the way, uh, Miranda is a huge uh, artist for me. I'm, I'm a big fan of Miranda. So that kind we got of, that in common. They finally lifted the restraining order, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just give us a little bit about Stephanie, kind of the cliff note version of Stephanie Ryan's early rise to Nashville. Uh, so short version is uh, I grew up with music in my family. My mom was in a band. My grandmother sings. My sister's Thing. I'm sure my brother could sing if he wanted to, but um, I got introduced to music very early in life, and I, I always loved singing. I wanted to have a career in music in some way, shape, or form, and uh, it was always a bit of a difficult task. I, I grew up being in choirs and different choruses um, throughout school, and then shows like American Idol came on and Nashville Star and all those. So I tried out for those for a long time and 
quickly came to realize that maybe that wasn't the way that I should be going. So a few years past that um, and past going to school and everything, I decided to put out an EP after I met a few pivotal people in my life. Uh, Elliot Lewis of Holland Oates, he was a, a major influence on me of finding different people to work with uh, to make my EP come true. Um, and it's actually two years as of last week that my EP came out uh, that I wrote with Kevin Tatoyan and uh, Randy Funk produced it up in Connecticut where I, I live. And uh, that, that was my first big uh, push of my own music, my own original music to put out there for the world. So that's kind of where it all began. Wow, that's that's a great story. I mean, you know, I, I find out a lot of artists are anymore starting off pretty young. I mean, you know, they may be the the backseat virtuosos, and all of a sudden, by the time they hit their teenage years, then bam, and they're starting so young now. That's another thing. I mean, artists are really getting a lot younger, and they're they're branching out. You know, following in the footsteps of Taylor Swift. But um, it it is just amazing to me about you know the rise to nashville you know nashville's a hard town i i heard uh actually heard a mutual friend of ours and a wonderful wonderful woman by the name of sarah faith um say one time that uh you know in nashville you're a small fish in a big pond that is true there's a lot of fish on that in that pond there are yeah there's there's more koi than you want to mess with <laughs> You know, there is, but everybody down in Nashville, at least in my experience thus far, has been super helpful, super kind. Mm -hmm. um, I travel back and forth as much as I can, um, obviously pre-COVID, but um, when everything is lifted, I'm really looking forward to getting back down there and, you know, I'm doing rights and everything with people there now, but right. still, you know, there's something about just being in the atmosphere and being down there that really puts you to the test and makes you just want it that much more because everyone around you is in the music game in some way, shape or form. And it just, you know, drives you to continue honing your craft and, and getting better. Right. So, so when you say you're writing with people down there now, you're doing a lot of zoom stuff and things like that. Oh yeah. It's like zoom, FaceTime, Instagram, whatever you can do to be, <laughs> somewhat in front of people and, and be able to write. That's what I've been doing a lot. I've also been writing a lot on my own. So um, it depends. I try to schedule as much as I can uh, just right. to continue to be creative and be creative with other people because you can think of a lot of things on your own. And, and I've written countless songs on my own, but there's just like a special touch that you can get from someone else uh, to just kind of kiss the magic into what you've already Put down on the paper right is it harder for you to write over zoom than being or any of those other platforms than being in a room with writers i wouldn't necessarily say that it's harder um it is always better to be in the room with people to be able to play your guitar at the same time as somebody else sing something and, and not have a delay those are always great <laughs> parts of it right. uh, when you're in person but I find that Zoom or FaceTime or whatever anybody's using, it's the next best thing. If we had to do this all on, on the phone and just like calling up people, it would be massively challenging. At least with this, you can see somebody's face. You can kind of read emotion. 
of if they like something or don't. Um, so it's like being in person, even though you're not there, as opposed to if you're just doing it audio, you, you would lose a lot with it. Right. So it, it kind of changes the vibe. In other words, when you're actually in the room with them, you're just losing a little bit of it um, when you do it that way. Yeah. You know, there, there is a vibe that you get when you're in a room mm -hmm. with whether it's one other person or three other people. There, there is a vibe that you have all together there that you miss out on. But if you've written with those people before, you still kind of have that vibe when you're doing things virtually. It's mm -hmm. just a little different. Right. I prefer to be in person. Don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, through, due to COVID, people are kind of here, there, and everywhere anyways. So a lot of friends that I've had or made in Nashville aren't necessarily there right now. So we're kind of all scattered and and just doing the best we can figuring out times to write that coincide with everybody else's schedule right now what about um country music i mean you you've done modeling you've been a hairdresser you've been a makeup artist you've done a lot of things that you were successful at and successful is a word i hate to use because everybody gauges success by their own thought process of what that is but you've done well doing other things and then getting into music. What led you to country music specifically? Specifically, I always, I grew up listening to a lot of different types of music, mm -hmm. um, kind of every genre you could think of, I listened to when I was growing up, but I always felt more connected with country music, the stories behind the songs, the vocals from the artists is just, something about it that captured me differently than other genres of music. And I feel like vocally, my voice kind of lends itself that way as well. And, and in my writing style, it is also kind of on that same wavelength. So I just felt like it was a natural progression to follow country music as opposed to following in any other genre. Right. Your writing style is one that I really enjoy listening to because it's all from your experience. Um, it's not like somebody is writing a song for you. You're actually writing with them and you're sharing your experience. Whiskey Regret. I mean, you know, that's one that a lot of people have experienced that are, mm -hmm. you know, we may not want to claim it, but we, you know, we've done it. So, <laughs> you know. It's all that like been there, done that kind of thing. And I thank you for saying that. I do try to when I write, try to write things that are more from the heart and, and something that I've experienced. Uh, the EP that I put out two years ago, um, those songs were written with a bit of experience in mind, but also in a way that I wanted to share my experience that could be interpreted by another person into their world. Um, and specifically in a way that kind of would suit them more than myself. Right. Um, but through COVID and really having the time to, to sit and think and reflect on myself and what I'm doing, what I want to be doing moving forward, I feel like my writing style has changed a lot in that time where now I'm writing songs that are more personal um, to myself and mm -hmm. hoping that that kind of carries through to another. So one of the things that um, 
found out about you and there's some other things that I found out that I'm, we're going to share here in a bit. But one of the things I found out is you just basically recently have taken up guitar. Yes, <laughs> I have very, very recently. I think it's been eight months or so that uh -huh. I've been teaching myself guitar. I haven't, I still have not had a lesson yet. Um, I definitely need to because you know, you get to a point where you kind of plateau and you need somebody to help you get over that. Right. Um, but when COVID hit, everybody was going live on Instagram and Facebook. And I didn't have that opportunity because I couldn't play for myself. And I wasn't quarantined with somebody who could play for me. So I really threw myself into um, learning guitar and, and just starting slow, learning chords, kind of the basic chords. And then figuring out how to play a couple of my songs. Right. And then as that grew, it's more of my songs and then writing songs and learning other people's songs so that I can play kind of a, a plethora of things, uh, which has worked out really well because I feel like it's really fast-tracked my learning of right. the guitar. I mean, I've had a guitar for years and I always wanted to learn, but anybody who has learned guitar would know that you pick it up, you get frustrated, you put it down, you kind of forget about it for a little while um, until the next time you're feeling like, okay, let me give this a try again. Uh, but I had to kind of push myself past that point quickly so that I could be doing all these kind of virtual interviews and, and playing for different places, hosting live events. And now I can. So I'm, I'm really thankful for the time that I've had to really focus on that. Well, you know, they say necessity is the mother of all inventions. So, you know, you found it necessary to learn because of that, which is awesome. Plus, it gives you, you know, a little better avenue to do the things you do because you do a lot of stuff on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. And that's really, you know, I try. <laughs> and, and I mean, I've seen some of it. I've, I've tried to watch some. I don't always get the opportunity, but I've tried to watch some of your stuff. And it is, um, it's, I, I don't like the term the new normal, but I feel like that what this has taught us is we have other ways that we can achieve things. You know, unfortunately, you're not, I mean, uh, some people, and, and I don't know if you're one of these people, and, and I'm not saying anything, you know, bad if you aren't, but some people don't have something to fall back on. You know, they don't have another a day job, so to speak, you know, like I have a day job I go to and I do the podcast after that. And so it's like you, you just have to do what you can do because you've got to make money, you know, if that's mm -hmm. your only source of income and I golly, it's hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely is, but I think anything worth going for in life is going to be challenging in some way. Um, and if it's worth it enough to you, you're going to do it. Right. And you, um, <laughs> I, I got to bring up, I did some research on you and oh, I did some stuff that you did articles with. Now this is, uh, I love this. <laughs> I've, I've known no one absolutely no one up until this point that has been compared to a dessert. <laughs> Southern fellow had this to say, and they had a citrus infused cream brulee that they consider to be one of the most perfect desserts. 
And they said it also represents country music artist Stephanie Ryan. The contrast and texture and the freshness of the citrus adds to make you crave it. The same contrast also serves to represent Stephanie well. It's the combination of big city life, traditional country sound that's going to surprise you. So it, <laughs> I thought, wow, you know, that's... <laughs> I've never been compared to, to a dessert besides from Patrick at Southern Fellow, and I love him. He's amazing. Uh, creme brulee is actually one of my favorite okay. desserts, and we chatted about that briefly because he does this whole, like, artist and food pairing. Mm -hmm. I, I told him we need to do a cocktail because that's really more my thing than dessert, right. but if I had to choose, it would be creme brulee. Um, and I think, like, what he's saying actually is... Um, pretty accurate in the description of it of, yeah. of you know the dirt dessert being a certain way and me being that way as well I I try to I don't try to be surprising in any way but having someone else take it that way is is very flattering where right. you know you might not think of that as yourself but having someone else say it um saying that you're you're kind of like this but you're also like that and together it's this whole package right um, it's very flattering I, I love the wording though where he says the texture and the freshness and i think that's really how you are you have a different texture from a lot of the country artists today and you definitely have a freshness about your voice and your style that's kind of reminiscent of to me it's like old school country i mean it's really straightforward from the heart you know um it's to make a guitar reference and i know this is, isn't exactly the way it is but it's it's the three chords and the truth you know mm -hmm. well thank you i appreciate that very much you're welcome um now we do i i've, I've gotten to do a little thing and and i apologize i had another surprise i was going to work it for you and i didn't get that done but I, I've got a segment I like to do on occasion that's called um, I Heard a Rumor. And that's where I dig into the, the past of an artist. It could be they have a, you know, uh, uh, a secret love that they haven't put out. I know you're married. You don't have that. So. <laughs> but it's like, you know, kind of like I was reading the other day about people soft launching their relationships on Instagram where they kind of tease with pictures and stuff like that. So it's kind of like that, but the uh, the thing about you that, and, and I'm going to let you tell them, but I found extremely fascinating, and the rumor that, that I heard about you was a job that you had in the past that involved um, a lot of heat and a lot of smoke, and you were not a barbecue cook. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for, what am I not? <laughs> heat, smoke. Mm -hmm. Where is this going? <laughs> hey, there's your drink right there. <laughs> you know, little heat, little smoke. I've seen that happen before, and it tastes really good. Um, but I no, you, you've done something that uh, a lot of people haven't done. That is true. And you want me to tell them? You go right ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I used to be a volunteer firefighter. I was for about 13 years in my hometown where my father is actually a chief and my brother is on the paid staff now. He got hired as a, as a paid firefighter. Um, but I was in the junior volunteers when I was in, I think, it, I think you started at like ninth or 10th grade. So 
9 through 12 or 10 through 12, I was a junior volunteer. And then as soon as I was 18, I was able to join the regular department. Um, and for me, growing up in a household that had people in the fire department, um, my grandfather was in it, my father's father, uh, my dad, we have some other family members in the department. And I noticed that there really weren't any women in the department. And for me, that was okay, well, Stephanie's joining. So hi, here I am. <laughs> uh, I, I like things that are a little bit more outside of the box and things that people might not expect. Um, also to prove to myself that I can do the same things that anyone else can do. Right. So it's important for me to, to do that and to be involved while also serving my community. Um, and it was a, a really amazing 13 years of my life. I, I really enjoyed it and, you know, passed all the tests. I didn't have to do like the crazy physical exam that you do when you are a paid firefighter. Thank God. Cause I think I'd probably passed out, <laughs> but, um, everything else that we did going through all the training, I was certified in a lot of different, um, types of rescue, which was really fun. Um, yeah, that is something that not a ton of people know about me unless like you really know <laughs> who I am. Uh, the first thing I want to say is thank you for your service in that aspect because it is a dangerous job. And as a first responder, I respect that immensely uh, for personal and family reasons. And um, so thank you for for serving even in your, your hometown. And for 13 years, that's pretty amazing. Thank you. Um, they, uh, you, you did kind of hit on one of the questions that I was going to ask with that, but because I was going to ask you, did you have to carry the, the 200 pound dummy up four flights of stairs and back down in a certain amount of time, you know, and I don't know if they, no, thankfully that. not. Yeah. Um, I did have to drag one around and we have all of our equipment on when we're training and, right. um, the gear itself is probably about 50 pounds and you've got the air tank, helmet, all that stuff. Um, while you're also trying to carry a big old thing of hose and dragging a body around. So um, it was challenging to say the least, but it was also a lot of fun. Doing all the training was very interesting and, you know, learning to work together with a lot of different people to get one job done and, and to be able to keep the community safe. Well, that's awesome. Um, I really, I, I like that. And I, I like the fact that you, you have done that, you know, um, Looking back over my notes, I did have some uh, some other questions. Uh, first off, um, I know you're in you live in Connecticut. You're you're not there right now. You're just kind of out and away. But any plans to move to Nashville in your future? I think eventually that'll be a next step at some point. Um, at least right now, there's not really a rush to move down there because of what's going on in the world right now. Right. At some point, I would love to, to be down there more, but my intention is to continue to travel back and forth and continue to network with people, take meetings, continue to write. Um, when it comes to a point where somebody is telling me, here, we're going to give you a record deal, but we need you to move here. Then I'd be like, sure, I'll be on the next flight. Uh, but till then, uh, I'm going to do the back and forth until it, in, until it makes sense for me to you know, pack up everything. And, and move down there. I do have a family up here and um, my husband and his job and everything. So it it has to be 
worthwhile for us to pack up everything and and get down there oh yeah most definitely i mean you can i've i know people that moved on a whim and you know and they've it i mean it's hard i mean hell if i was 22 i would move down there on a whim but <laughs> i'm not and uh that's not what we're doing <laughs> right. well and, and you know you get your husband to consider you have your household you know and and you know if uh and you know owning a home then you have to sell it you got to find another one you got to buy that go through all that stuff and it can be a pain you know but uh i know like i said you know sarah um i know she and and her husband did that but it it and, and i heard from her just the different stories of what it was like and how challenging it was at times mm -hmm. so you know when you're trying to to launch your career which you're doing really well at getting that launched and you talk about getting signed hopefully that'll be in the near future um so. you, you know you can fingers <laughs> yeah fingers crossed trust me I was looking over Spotify earlier and had noticed some things and I was looking at nights like these. I was looking at how many uh, people had listened to that song. Mm -hmm. Over 25,000 have listened to that song so far. Wow. That's, that's more than last time I looked. I try not to look. I, and I know the numbers, I, I, the numbers are, are probably not a good thing for me to bring up. But I'm looking at this and you've got uh, 23, you've got 50, 50 plus thousand total listeners. And this is just on Spotify. This is not, not the other platforms that you're on because I don't have access to those. But on Spotify, you've got over 50,000 listens total. And to me, that says you have a very large fan base. Um, and it may be large enough that you know you, you it's it's hard to gauge that stuff you know i will say that probably about 125 of those if you had to look at the ip addresses are going to come from me <laughs> <laughs> well thank you because everything counts that all of the streams count yeah and, and that's what's so amazing you know and and i appreciate uh people that do take time to listen to the artists that we have on and I know, and I know you guys appreciate it too. But one of the goals of the the podcast was to get, uh, you know, independent artists out there because you're not the artist that when you get up in the morning and you turn on, I, this name is just, I'm not going to be mean about it, but you turn on Bobby Bones, you're you're you may not hear it, mm -hmm. you know, but you turn on before Nashville or some of the other podcasts, then you're going to hear, you know, Stephanie Ryan singing whiskey regret, <laughs> you know, things like that. So that's what I want for you. I mean, that's kind of my, my hope and of the podcast is to help you guys with your career. Uh, not that you, you need it. I mean, you've got 50,000 streams just on one platform, <laughs> you know, if you multiply that by, the other what four then you're talking you know 250,000 a quarter of a million streams you know and I don't mean to bum you with numbers so those <laughs> numbers are deceiving and you know because like I said 125 of those are probably from me but each one counts doesn't matter where they come from it, it yeah. doesn't matter where they come from it it all counts and I am extremely thankful for 
the listens, but also for people like you who give us an opportunity to share our story, share our music a little bit, um, and just be able to to chat about it. Like you said, many of us aren't on the more mainstream, I guess you could say, um, radio stations or, or podcast blogs and all those things. And to have people like you who allow us to do that, to be on and to share our music is, is really powerful. And I think that anybody who is taking the time to check out something like this, those are the fans that I want. Right, right. And, and I mean, I have to take offense to something you said. You talked about the mainstream radio and then you brought podcasts in. My podcast has got a million listeners, at least in my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. And, and all of them talk to me every day. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like I'm terribly schizophrenic, don't I? I'm really not. But talking, <laughs> about your, talking about your music, I mean, this was something. You sent me a new song. It's called I Should. And you just released it. Was it? Two Fridays ago when you released that song? It was last Friday. Last Friday, okay. Yeah. Um, because you sent me an early version, an early release of it, and I got to listen to it. And it is, oh man, a great song. And I, before I go any further, I, I want to play that, and I want to give the folks an opportunity to hear it. Now, we're going to take a, a quick break, and we're going to, Got to get a quick word from the sponsors. They're the guys who keep us on. We'll do that. And we're going to go to Stephanie Ryan and the song's called I Should. And that'll be up in about 35 seconds. It's before Nashville. Playing guitar can be a joy. Keeping it tuned, not so much. But I found my secret weapon, Go-Go Tuners. Go-Go Tuners is a company started by longtime professional musicians that specializes in instrument tuners with a focus on ease of use, readability, durability, and accuracy, GoGo has quickly risen to be the go-to tuner of many touring professionals and the favorite of casual players. GoGo's signature Green You're In, Red You're Out screen makes tuning quick and easy. Get yours today at gogotuners.com. i 
Stephanie Ryan and I should and it is when I first heard the song there was just something about it that rang a bell with me I mean it was it was something that reminded me of something else even though it's unique which to me is cool because if you can recognize something in a song like that right off the bat then that's going to pull you in to listen to the whole thing and I, I at this point I cannot remember what it was I wish I could and I had it in my mind to write it down, but the sad part is when I heard it today, I was driving. And probably not very wise of me to try to write and drive at the same time. Uh, nope. Although with technology nowadays, we do have our phone, and I could have done a voice memo to myself, I guess, but I didn't do that either. So, um, But what's the backstory on I Should? Where did it come from? You know, um, who did you write it with? And what is the the meaning of it to you in your life? So the song uh, I wrote down in Nashville back in February with uh, two of my really good friends and fellow songwriters, Ronnie Chris and Scott Kurt. Um, I've written with them a few times so far and you know, we just really clicked. But before that write, I was sitting in my Airbnb in Nashville and um, had the idea to, to write this song. And I, I was able to essentially write the whole thing the melody and the lyrics wrote it all out did a voice memo on my phone um and i brought it to the right and said guys i wrote this this morning i think it's got some potential and and i'd love to finish it with you guys if you don't mind because at the time i didn't really play guitar well enough to to put it to music right. uh, so we took that right and really fine-tuned everything to a point where i felt like it was strong enough to actually get produced so I sent it to my producer down in Nashville Brent Rader um, and he was able to create a track for it of which I recorded the vocals when I was down in Virginia on my computer uh, sent them down to him because that's the, the new COVID way of recording stuff is uh, you know at home so recorded it sent it down to him he got the track and everything done sent it back to me and it was just it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted from it. And, and it had the, the power that I felt through the lyrics came through in the music. And that was something that really meant a lot to me. So we got it all done. It was ready. And I was going to put it out before Nights Like These. But because of COVID, I actually wrote Nights Like These with the inspiration of what was going on during COVID of just not being able to be with anybody and uh, being isolated and, and missing old times. So wrote that song, really wanted to get it out um, in that time of need when people just really needed a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so I saved I Should for now because, uh, you know, I, you don't want to just throw all the good stuff out in one shot. You got to like spread it out. <laughs> right. um, but I wrote I Should 
um, basically with the idea of you don't have to live your life with society's expectations of I need to buy a house, I need to get a dog, I need to get married and have kids and do all the things that people expect of you in life. You can forge your own path and do what you want. And that's okay. And a lot of people, I feel like, don't necessarily feel that way. I know when, in, through my life, I've always been more of a people pleaser and doing things to make other people happy. And it came a point in my life where I was like, this isn't what I want to be doing. I want to do what makes me happy um, and follow more of that path. So ever since that time, I've been doing a lot more things for myself. And uh, that really came out in the song and in the message that I wanted to get across to people of do what you want in your life. It's short. You only have so much time here. You need to do what makes you happy and not be sorry for it. And that's a very good point because you know, like you say, society expects certain things from us, you know, and it's, uh, it just doesn't work out that way sometimes. You know, I'm, I, I'm 29 <clears throat> and I'm a, <laughs> I'm a first time homeowner, you know, and society thinks, oh, you need to own a home when you're at this age and, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, sometimes it just comes to the point where you have to flip society off and say, I'm going to do it my way, and y'all just go on about your business. Exactly. So um, now I, I didn't get into to one of the questions I ask a lot of the artists, and that was influences. But I'm gonna, I've got a question I want to ask you that deals with that, and that will kind of reveal you know, one of those. You, you are given the opportunity to have dinner with one artist, alive or dead, all right? Mm -hmm. Who is that artist and what do you want to ask them during that dinner besides ask me the soul? <laughs> do I only get one question? Yeah, yeah, you only get one. Well, unless it's like a group, you know, like, you know. Okay, so like, I... Like that, yeah. I've had this question kind of posed to me in different ways before and uh, I've answered it a few a, a few different ways every time and I always kind of go back to the same thought of I would love to to sit down with Dolly Parton she's had such an amazing career over many decades and always you know finding her way through each and every one of those decades and having this powerful career um, that not everybody gets to have in this industry um, there's plenty of people that come and go or have, you know, semi-long stretches and then they go about their life in a different way or, you know, whatever the case may be. But she's lived for, through so many different decades. She's reinvented herself so many times. She's also been an amazing songwriter for other people. Um, so I would choose her. And um, the question I would ask her, that is a new one, new question that I've been asked. And uh, I mean, especially since it's on the fly and I don't have a lot of time to think about it, <laughs> is um, fun. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I would ask her what her influences are slash were, and how have they shaped her career in the years that have gone by. That's an awesome question, especially to somebody like Dolly who has had such 
longevity in this business. And, you know, uh, Nashville has a reputation and it's called a 10 year town. And she's outlived that many fold. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. she's, I think she's 70 now, something like that. Um, yep. And, and I have to say, I, I had the opportunity to see her in concert. And this was about six years ago, I guess it was, five or six years ago. And she was absolutely amazing. It was her, uh, Kent Wells, who is her producer as well as her band leader. Um, I think there was another guitarist or two. They didn't have a drummer that night. And she came out and she played the fiddle. She played the mandolin. She played the banjo. And she had the spunk of a 25-year-old on that stage, let me tell you. So the longevity that she's had and to still have such a passion mm -hmm. for this industry just blows my mind. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard so, so many good things about her mm -hmm. just as a person as well. And, you know, a lot of times you don't want to meet the people that you idolize because you're like, well, what if they're not right. who I want them to be in my head? Um, I feel like with her, I've heard so many different people say what a wonderful person she is that um, she's not one that I would be afraid to meet. <laughs> right. If I could say that, um, I, w I would love to meet her at some point, you know, someday. And, and maybe I will get a chance to ask her that question. I've, and I've heard, I, I've never, that night we were supposed to have the opportunity to meet her. And this was actually through Kent, through, through her producer and her band leader. But they had oversold their fan club. And so radio was the first people that couldn't, you know, that they had to take out of the mix, which, you know, I, I understood it. But, you know, I thought, man, I, I, I could stand next to an absolute country music icon. I grew up watching her every morning on TV with Porter Wagner back in the day you know, mm -hmm. and I just so dated myself. I cannot believe I said that, <laughs> but, um, but she's just one of those people. And I hear that she is just as sweet as honey. I mean, she's just a doll off the stage, you know, it's, it's sweetheart this, it's honey that, you know, and she's just got a charm about her that is so amazing, you know? Yeah. So um, that that's an awesome, I, I got to tell you, that's an awesome choice and, and really good questions too. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so uh, You got me on the fly here. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me check through here. Um, here's another one that I like to do. Okay, you're, you're on a boat that's sinking. And you can only get one thing off the boat before you get in the water and swim to an island because that's all the time you have, what one thing are you going to grab and take with you? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, one thing. I know I'm like a pot or a knife, one of the two. It would have to be a sharp knife, though, so I'd probably go with a pot because I don't know where I would find that knife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a pot, then I can make a fire, I can boil some water, then make it like drinkable, could cook things. 
You were so in survivalist mode on that one. That's <laughs> awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I've watched a lot of those survivor shows, and I'm like, honestly, like if I was stuck somewhere and I didn't have anything, you know, if you had a knife, at least you could like fight for food and like uh, go hunting and stuff. And I could cut my hair and use it as string to tie some stuff together. You know, you gotta. <laughs> think on the fly when you're in that situation you got that all thought out girl i'm impressed that that is good going for the string i never would have thought about that of course <laughs> if, if i cut my hair to use it for string it's not going to get me very far i can tell you that right now that's why i wear the hat <laughs> primarily the glare of the light um so now we're at the point that um and, and this is one of my favorite things to do we play a little game that's called this or that and I give you two things, and you have to tell me which of the two you would prefer. All right? So the first one, New York or Nashville? Nashville. All right. Uh, Starbucks or Frothy Monkey? Starbucks. But I do like Frothy Monkey. I have Starbucks more often. <laughs> well, and, and I don't know if, if Frothy Mon Monkey is just a Nashville thing. That's the only place I've ever seen it and we've ever gone. Yeah, I mean, that's Nashville. the only place I've ever seen it. So, so that's why I was like, yeah, well, Starbucks is more worldly. Yeah, it's, it's a little more out there. Uh, here's one I know the question to, beer or whiskey? Whiskey. I said the question, I meant the answer. Um, I should have just did this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, I guess you could maybe think that this might be yeah, yeah, yeah. if you didn't know. <laughs> um, blended or bourbon when it comes to whiskey? Mm. I'm like, I'm the rye girl. Okay. So it wouldn't be bourbon. I guess it, it could be blended. One of my favorites is actually blended. So I guess I'll go with that. Okay. And since uh, New York is, is in your, your life, um, hot dogs or hot wings? Uh, if they're boneless, I'm going to go with hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I, I don't really eat a lot of hot dogs. So I guess I'll just go with the wings. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so that's our this or that. And, uh, that kind of sums things up. I mean, Stephanie, you are, you're, you're an amazing artist, and I look so forward to seeing where you go from here. Now, one, th one thing we do need to talk about before we go, and I almost forgot about this, and so this will get me in trouble. Um, in 2021, um, and, and I work with Freedom Jam, and you're familiar with Freedom Jam, because you're going to be one of our artists on the stage at Freedom Jam. Yeah. And uh, I won't be running the lights at night, but I may introduce you, and I'll do it right this time. How's that? Freedom Jam is a uh, concert that uh, we started, well, I say we, I was invited into to be a part of in 2020 in St. Peter's, Missouri, and it was an amazing show. And we decided we were gonna do it again, and we're actually approached by uh, the city of Jefferson City, Missouri to do it there as well. Now, if I remember right, you're gonna be on the St. Louis roster? I believe so. Okay. As far as I've heard. Because <laughs> yeah. I could remember there was, uh, you, you did a duet with another artist that we have coming on, and that's Clinton Wilkie. And I could remember if you were both at the same place, because I told Brian that if you are, then 
I am going to beg, plead, cry, whatever I have to do for you guys to do that song together. It is absolutely <laughs> one of my most favorite songs ever. And you guys did such an amazing job on it that you have, I mean, I know it's out on, it's out on the, the platforms. It's out on all the streaming platforms. Well, I think it's only out on uh, YouTube. Oh, is it? As okay. far as I'm aware, only on YouTube um, because of all like that copywriting and everything since right. it's not our song. Um, those of you who haven't heard it or know what we're talking about, it's uh, Whiskey Lullaby, and I did it with Clinton Wilkie. Um, and it's one of my favorite songs as well. I absolutely love that song. And when he approached me to do it, um, he actually just asked if I wanted to do a, a duet. And I said, yeah, sure. Like, you know, which one were you thinking about? Um, and he said that song. And right away, I was like, absolutely. Yes, oh, yeah. let's do it tomorrow. So uh, we got that one together and it was so much fun, you know, working with somebody new because we hadn't met each other. We didn't know each other really at all. Right. Um, but it was a fun experience to do that with him. And I believe I was supposed to be at the Jefferson City one and he was going to be in St. Louis. So Brian made sure that we were going to be at the same place. So I think I'm at St. Okay. Louis. Okay. So, so maybe he did change that because I know we had you separate at one point, but uh Anyway, um, Freedom Jam is it's a concert that uh, is put on and it benefits an organization called Operation Triage. And what they do, they go in and they remodel homes for, for veterans, active military, first responders like yourself. But um, they, they remodel the homes to help with the situation. You know, they've got uh, uh, their... Uh, finishing out a basement for a, uh, a double purple heart recipient who he's got five family members in the home and they live on one floor right now. So they're remodeling their basement because it got flooded um, here first part of last year. And they've got another one that, that they are just redoing the house completely, rebuilding it from the ground up. It was his mother's home. They built ramps for vets. They widened doorways. They put in, you know, uh, wheelchair accessible doorways, bathrooms, things like that. And it is a super, super, super amazing organization that, uh, again, I've been brought into and have enjoyed it so much. And I'm so thrilled by the fact that you're going to be at one of these Freedom Jams next year because, like I said, we're having two. And I will be at both. I mean, I'm I'm not going to stop at one. So I've got a busy summer <laughs> ahead of me. But um, if you get the opportunity, please check it out. Freedom Jam. It's Freedom Jam 2021. Operation Triage is the uh, the charity organization, and that all that will be posted in the notes for the show, as well as Stephanie's website, her socials. Go ahead and tell them your website and your socials so that they can hear it as well as see it. Yes, absolutely. And I just, I wanted to say that I'm like super excited to be part of Freedom Jam this year because I had heard about it through Sarah Faith, who you mentioned before. Um, she was part of it this past year and I really wanted to get involved. So I reached out to Brian as soon as I could to try and be a part of it for this coming year. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm just really excited to be, to be part of it. And then also to be able to sing with Clinton in person is going to be amazing. Um, yeah. But as far as all my socials, uh, I'm mostly active on Instagram, so you can find me there at uh, at Stephanie Ryan Music. Facebook, I'm on as well. Um, and then you can find my music on stephanieryan.com or any of your favorite platforms, except for Pandora, for whatever reason. I'm not on that one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I <laughs> earlier, I apologize. I didn't realize it wasn't on there. 
So, I don't know why. Uh, I'm still waiting for them to accept my music, but we'll see. Maybe someday. Speaking Pandora people, who needs them anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on their. I'm not on their their podcast, so I don't care. I can say what I want. Then <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. They. You know, what, what's up, man? Why Why are you dissing us? Come on. <laughs> But um, thank you for taking time out. I know you are um, just kind of chillaxing away from home. Um, I have one more thing I do have to say, and I heard you say this in one of your videos, uh, one of your live streams that you were doing. I, I'm so glad you wore one of your hats. I, I think it's so <laughs> cool. Um, and they're all Stetson, correct? They're all Stetsons, yes. I have in a small affinity for for sessions i i always wanted to have hats like wear hats um but i have a small head and i had a very hard time finding hats that fit so i finally did uh down in nashville on one of my trips i went to hat city or, or something like that and bought my first hat and it was a session mm -hmm. um and then from then on i kept stumbling upon other sessions that were my size and I was just like, this this is a sign. I have to wear these. I have to buy every single one that I see. I think oh. I have five now. <laughs> All of a sudden you hear, oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was like. The hat gods have smiled. Everything opened up. There were clouds. There were doves, everything. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, my, uh, I, and I have to tell you this, and I know my my wife will listen to the podcast because she always does, and I haven't told her this, but um, because of your affinity with them, and this, is, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't say it sounds like I'm a creeper, but I, I love the way the hats look. I mean, we've got some other friends that are in music, and they wear hats as well, and I've always liked the looks of them, and so I've been trying to find her one. The only problem is I don't know head size <laughs> and i don't want to get her one too small toughy. and i sure don't want to get her one too big because oh my word <laughs> you know <laughs> that's it's like picking out clothes for for her you know um well two things you could try if she has a hat already any type of hat mm -hmm. you can measure the inside if not if she's a very heavy sleeper mm -hmm. or if she's had a couple of drinks and she's sleeping <laughs> just measure her head <laughs> I, I probably better go with the hat because she she's uh, she's a massage therapist and she has extremely strong arms. And if I wake her up in the middle of the night unexpectedly, I'm liable to walk out with a broken nose <laughs> or worse. And yep, find it, find it another hat. She and she does have a hat that she likes to wear, so I will do that. Thank you for that advice. Yeah, so, no problem. <laughs> Stephanie, it, it has been a pleasure. To have you on the podcast and again i look forward to following you and seeing how things go um and just i, I really can't make, wait to meet you face to face at freedom jam again um we don't have exact dates yet so i can't share that with you if i knew the dates and they were put in stone then i could um we're we've got the lineups set as far mm -hmm. as i know but we were still looking for venues and we have the st louis venue i think locked down which is going to be awesome because um this is one that we were really hoping for and and um they will both be outdoors i do know okay. that, and i feel like i can say that so both of them should be outdoors 
And I know Brian told me that it's going to be like August, September. Yeah. So at least August, we kind of September, have yeah. two it's, months yeah. we're playing with right now. <laughs> but we, I think St. Louis is going to be August just to stay kind of in line with what we did last year. And mm -hmm. then we're looking at September for um, Jefferson City. And okay. uh, so I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. I actually got a text from him. I think it was yesterday and I told him I'm calling back because I was working my day job and I couldn't respond to him right then. And he told me that the place in St. Louis we we got. So we're like ecstatic about that right now and you will be too. So now that means I have to work harder because I'm <laughs> kind of the one that's handling the sound and all that stuff. So I've got to start working that angle and see which one of my sound buddies, you know, unless they have someone that they use there, but if not, then I'll, you know, that's a whole nother story. I won't get into that. But again, thank you for, <laughs> but I, I ramble sometimes and I apologize. I get all, I do the same thing. <laughs> but, uh, you, you have been a treat to talk to. It's been great to find out thank more you. about you. And again, I can't wait to, to meet you face to face when we get to Freedom Jam. And once all that information is out, uh, Brian will probably be back on before Nashville and we'll have all the information posted in the show description so you can find all that out. So again, it's Stephanie Ryan. Check her out. Give her music a listen. Download it. Buy it. Whatever you want to do. Um, and just follow her on all of her socials so you know what's happening. So again, Stephanie, thanks for coming on. And uh, this is uh, Before Nashville. And Before Nashville is being brought to you by GoGo Tuners. And GoGo Tuners, uh, amazing technology of green you're in, red you're out, get your guitars tuned in a hurry. So check them out, gogotuners.com. Stephanie Ryan, thanks again. And this is Before Nashville. Thank you. Thank you so much.